Nerds. Today's episode is sponsored by NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Ready to expand your financial game? NerdWallet can coach you on smart strategies like choosing investments, finding your next credit card, and setting a budget that works for you. Score major points towards your summer vacation by learning expert tips for choosing a high-yield savings account and how to build wealth by investing in index funds. Slide into summer with smarter decisions in 2024. Follow NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app. Future you will thank you. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Game Time with Boomer Esiason. This week's guest is the pride of Seattle, seven-time MLB All-Star and two-time batting champion, Edgar Martinez. Brought to you by 5-Hour Energy Shots. It's the one when you gotta get stuff done. Today's guest has been called the greatest right-handed hitter of his generation. A seven-time All-Star and two-time American League batting champion, he produced 10 seasons in which he hit 300 or better. And when he retired, baseball's annual award for the best designated hitter was named in his honor. It's my pleasure to welcome Hall of Famer Edgar Martinez to game time. Edgar, great to meet you. Great to talk to you. Thanks for coming on. Yeah, nice to meet you, and thank you for having me. All right, so you are listed in the Seattle Mariners Media Guide as Organizational Hitting Advisor. I got to ask you your advice on why we're seeing hitting batting averages plummet these days and to an all-time low collective batting average. Yeah, the, the game has evolved and uh, it's changing. Um, and, um, you know, the pitchings uh, these days, they pitch up and down more. Uh, than in the past, uh, used to be in and out more. Uh, and uh, with this uh, launch angle and more power pitchers uh, these days, um, I think that's uh, impacted the uh, the averages. And um, it's just evolving, and, and it's a different game right now. You know, I, I couldn't imagine somebody like you doing what something like Josh Donaldson said this year. You know, he basically was calling out pitchers by name. He called out Garrett Cole uh, and basically said, look, you can't be the pitcher you are unless you're using this spider tack stuff. Um, I'm sure they put something on the ball back when you played, didn't they? Pinter uh, has been around for a long, ter- uh, long time. So I- I'm sure it's uh, pitchers in the past they use Pinter and uh, – um, you know, it, it wasn't a big deal in the past, uh, but it looked like this uh, new stuff, is, uh, it makes a bigger difference. So, uh, but uh, yeah, I think Pinter has been around for a long time and uh, some features in the past have used it. No, I'm a New York Met fan, so I'm a National League guy, and I've always been against the designated hitter, but I am for all playing by the same set of rules. So should the National League adopt the designated hitter or should the American League get rid of the designated hitter? I have a bias on this one because uh, <laughs> I think that the, um, 
designated hitter really uh, helped my career. Uh, you know, I used to get uh, injuries, especially with my legs, and uh, it really extended my career. Um, so I hope uh, in the future uh, the designated hitter uh, will be adopted in the National League. Now, speaking of designated hitters, Edgar, what is your take of what Shohei Otani is doing in, this, in, in today's game? It's amazing. It's uh, it's incredible that he can be so uh, dominant in both sides of the, the game, right? Uh, as a pitcher and uh, as a hitter, you could tell when uh, we saw him in the last uh, last year that he was going to mature. He was going to adopt uh, adapt to the to the league, and uh, it's impressive what he's been doing this year. Uh, I think it's uh, it's going to be good for the game. To having been able to play both sides of the of the field, being a pitcher and a hitter at the same time. Yeah, it's amazing. He can throw a 98 mile an hour fastball. He can hit a baseball 495 to 530 feet, and he can also run out a ground ball for a base hit when he hits the ball to first base because he runs so fast. Yeah, definitely, it's a five uh, tool player. He can do anything on the field. Uh, very impressive. We're just getting warmed up with the great Edgar Martinez. Stay with us as game time continues right after this. Game time with Boomer Esiason is brought to you by Five Hour Energy Shots. Fixes tired fast. Welcome back to Game Time at age 8. Edgar Martinez watched the Pirates win the 1971 World Series on television in Puerto Rico where he grew up and where Pittsburgh superstar Roberto Clemente was a living legend. After that series, Martinez recalls, I went outside my house and I started playing in the backyard. I was hooked on baseball after that. And growing up in Puerto Rico, Edgar, you played baseball with your older cousin Carmelo Martinez, who also played in the bigs. And you guys used to use broomsticks to hit rocks and even bottle caps? Yes, um, I used to, um, you know, use just the, the broom. Uh, stick and uh, hit uh, uh, rocks, pebble rocks, <laughs> and um, with Carmelo we used to play with battle caps, and I think it developed my uh, hand-eye coordination, uh, and it was uh, helpful for me very early uh, when I, I played those uh, amateur leagues in Puerto Rico. Didn't you guys use golf balls to practice your defense as opposed to baseballs? Well, I used to do that in the, when I grew up in my grandfather's uh, house and uh, with a small glove that I used to have, I uh, just will throw the, the ball, the golf ball against the wall and uh, practice taking ground balls that way. You know, amazing how the Mariners found you. I want you to tell me this story because... After high school, you played semi-pro ball. You were studying in college at the time. You also worked a night shift for a pharmaceutical factory. You didn't get much sleep. You almost missed your Mariners tryout, I was told. And then on top of that, somehow the Mariners came to find out that you actually could play. So how did that story happen? Yeah, I used to uh, be playing uh, in the semi-pro in Puerto Rico. And uh, I played uh, for a general manager that... He um, he showed up at my uh, grandfather's house, 
Uh, and I was driving in from my job. I was working the night shift, and uh, he said, hey, get your equipment, get your, your spikes, your gloves. It's a tryout. The Mariners are having a tryout. I'm, I'm going to take you there. So I had the tryout, and uh, Mari Martinez was uh, the scout, and he said at the end, we'd like to offer, offer you a contract. And he says, you know, I'm going to give you $4,000. <laughs> and I said, hey, Marty, I'm working. I was working uh, and making like four hour, $4 an hour. But that was great for me, I mean, at that age. Uh, and I was playing in the weekends. So I was making money playing baseball also. So I, I, I didn't want it to sign for $4,000. And uh, Carmelo, we were playing ping pong uh, at uh, my grandfather's house, and he uh, he was the one that convinced me to, to sign. Uh, he said, "Hey, you got to try this. Uh, if you don't sign, you never know if you can make it to the big leagues." I actually think that you can make it. So I made the decision to take the chance, and uh, the rest uh, is history. Well, you know, it wasn't an easy history because you took it took you about seven years through the big league, uh, the minor leagues, before you really got your first crack uh, at the major league level. Was there ever a point in time where you were discouraged or you thought about quitting uh, before you could realize your dream? Yeah, uh, eighty-seven. I, that was the first time that I got called up, uh, and I did well. I hit like three seventy. Uh, in 13 or 14 games. And uh, in 88, I went to spring training and I didn't play much. And I was uh, sent back down uh, in 88. And uh, at that point, I was questioning whether if I was uh, ever going to be established, going to establish myself in the big leagues. I, I got the sense that I, I might still had a chance. So. I hung in there in mm -hmm. 1990. Uh, that's when uh, I got the chance to play every day. We're going to return with Edgar Martinez right after these messages. Brought to you by the Ford Bronco Sport. Built Ford Tough. It's time for a change. Instead of working from home, work from your luxury suite at Midtown Manhattan's crown jewel, the Kimberly Hotel. Now offering special monthly rates with the most impeccable safety and hygiene protocols to keep you safe. Game Time with Boomer Esiason is brought to you by 5-Hour Energy Shots. It's the one when you gotta get stuff done. Seattleites love to recall a clutch extra base hit by Edgar Martinez that is known in the Emerald City simply as the double. And the double was in Game 5 of the 1995 American League Division Series. It's the bottom of the 11th. You're at the Kingdome. It's a big moment. You struck out two innings before. Black Jack McDowell's on the mound for the Yankees. What were you thinking as you were approaching the plate in that moment? I knew that I struck out with a split finger fastball. I got behind in the count, and I was just looking for the split at, at that time. What I told myself was just, don't try to do too much. Just make solid contact, 
and where it goes, it goes. And uh, that's that's how I approach uh, that at bat, and uh, and it worked. Yeah, not only did it work, but Ken Griffey Jr. scored all the way from first base, and you hit this ball to left field. So think about how fast Ken Griffey Jr. must have been running. Did you ever think that he would be able to score off of that? Junior was uh, uh, had an amazing instinct um, on the field, and um, if somebody was going to score from first base on that ball, it was going to be Junior. And um, but it still, it was a very difficult for any player to score for from first base. Um, it was incredible to watch. I think he wanted to score so badly that uh, uh, never seen see him run that fast uh, before. Edgar, your manager, Lou Pinella, among others, claimed that that double saved baseball in Seattle. That team uh, definitely made, um, helped make the decision uh, to keep the team in Seattle. Um, and I think everything has started uh, from September. September, the way uh, we played and made a run for the wild card, uh, and then, the, um, you know, chasing the uh, uh, Angels. It felt like every day was uh, in September, there was a playoff. The, the stadium was full every single series. And I think everything started from that um, uh, September month. So when we won the series, uh, we had a feeling that this was going to be um, that the decision to move the team was going to be very difficult. We felt really good about the team staying uh, in Seattle. You know, when you think about the, the Mariners and their lack of success over the last 20 years, I think the last time that they were in the playoffs was 2001. Um, that's kind of shocking when I was looking at that, and I, I didn't realize that they hadn't been back to the playoffs for over 20 years. Yeah, it's been a tough run, um, you know, 20 years, a long time. But I'm making the uh, the playoff. I hope that now that the, the, the young uh, players that we have in the organization, I think that the uh, talent is improving, uh, and uh, we have some prospects that uh, have a bright future. Uh, hope to see the playoff in Seattle again in the next uh, uh, few years. So I'm looking forward to see what happens in the next uh, three or four years. All right, sounds good to me. We'll be back in a moment for more with Edgar Martinez. Game Time with Boomer Esiason is brought to you by 5-Hour Energy Shots. Fixes tired fast. Welcome back, everyone. In 2010, his first year of eligibility for the Hall of Fame, Edgar Martinez received only 36.2% of the vote. But in his 10th and final chance, he garnered 85.4% of the ballots, easily surpassing the required 75% threshold for induction. So, Edgar, I know that that probably was a long 10 years for you, but uh, where were you when you got the call, and who was more happy, you or your family? I was with my wife and my family's uh, uh, here in the, um, uh, Seattle, and uh, it was a, a very special occasion. Um, I know it was a long, long wait, but I think uh, 
I like it even better that it took that, that long. Because now my kids, they're older. They, the, I can have that experience with them. Um, and uh, it was something that I will never forget uh, when I got the call. How do you feel? You know, it's almost like you have uh, all all that the past, all those uh, when you start playing the game, all those uh, you know long trips in the minor leagues. Everything plays out in front of you again, and uh, you remember all the people that help you along the way. Uh, so uh, it's an experience that I will never forget. You know, your 2019 class also included the Yankees' closer, Mariano Rivera, the greatest closer in the history of baseball. He called you, by the way, the toughest out he's ever faced, claiming that you ate his breakfast, lunch, and dinner. So how, in fact, did you hit 579 against the greatest closer in baseball history? I don't know. It never felt like it was an easy bat with Mariano. It's the... Uh... I can't explain it. All I know is that it probably my approach at the plate uh, helped um, help me against him because uh, he had a great quarter and most of with the quarter will be moving away from from me as a right-hander hitter. And I was, my strength was from the middle of the field to the other side of the field. So I think that uh, helped me, give me a little bit of advantage, but he never felt uh, like it was an easy at bat with him. Yeah, that'd be pretty cool going into the Hall of Fame with him and him saying those things and just basically putting a stamp on your credentials. No question about that. You know, you had Hall of Famers Ken Griffey Jr. and Randy Johnson as your teammates. What were they like to play with? They were great. Obvious, obviously, playing um, alongside with Junior and watching him play uh, day in and day out. It was a treat. It was amazing to watch him, uh, the way he played the game. He played hard. Um, the defense, you know, not many people talk about uh, how good he was in the outfield because his offensive numbers were incredible. But all-around player, and the other part that I can say about him, I haven't seen any player that have the instinct that Junior had. So... It was fun to watch him play. With Randy, when you have the big bird on your side, <laughs> you know, you know, every five days, you have a really good chance to win. And uh, at the same time, uh, he will protect you if, uh, if somebody, you know, uh, hit you. So it, it was an advantage to have him there. Uh, very intense. Uh, and uh, it was fun to watch those guys and play with them. We'll be back for some final swings with our designated answerer, Edgar Martinez, right after this. Drive into Manhattan for an unforgettable staycation at Midtown Manhattan's luxurious Kimberly Hotel. Treat yourself to New York City without the crowds, protected by our highest safety and hygiene protocols to keep your family safe. Game Time with Boomer Esiason is brought to you by 5-Hour Energy Shots. It's the one when you got to get stuff done. 
Former Mariners manager Bob Melvin once said of today's guest, I've never heard anyone say a bad word about Edgar Martinez. And in this game, that's almost impossible. And I, I can imagine and I can see why getting to know you through this interview, Edgar. In addition to the Hall of Fame, which ultimately is the true respect given to the ball player who's had numbers like yours, you've also had your number retired in Seattle. Uh, also near Mariners Park, there is a street named after you, Edgar Martinez Drive. I'm trying to think what that must have been like for you to have Seattle honor you in that regard. Yeah, you know, that's that was uh, amazing. I never expected that anything like that would happen. Uh, and uh, But it's a great honor uh, to have uh, a street name after me. Um, it's... Um, but I, I couldn't believe it when, when they gave me the news. Uh, but uh, you know, it's great. It's great for me, for my family, my kids. Uh, so I'm very, uh, it's an honor to me. Do you ever think back to that World Series where you first saw Roberto Clemente and what that did to you, and how it turned you, how it turned out for you? Yeah, especially uh, that time when. They told me that I was going to be inducted in, into uh, the Hall of Fame. Um, I thought about it. I thought about it, uh, how uh, it kind of was uh, definitely a defining moment in my life. Uh, I think my, my aunt, I remember she was watching uh, the game and she was screaming in the living room. And that was, uh, that was a, uh, moment where I decided this might be what I wanted to do. I want to be like Roberto Clemente. So uh, he he was a great inspiration to me and to many uh, Puerto Rican players. Our thanks to Edgar Martinez for joining us today and for all of you for watching. I'm Boomer Esiason and I'll see you again soon right here on Game Time. This is a day I never could have, have ever imagined happening when I was growing up in Puerto Rico, or when I was in minor leagues wondering when my chance would come. And honestly, there were times over the last 10 years I wasn't sure what's going to happen. So thank you once again to everyone along the way who made this dream come true. I am so grateful and proud. Thank you.